0: Moving house is stressful. The logistics of packing, timing, changing your utilities, and even the emotional journey of packing up a lifetime worth of memories can be daunting to those who don't do it regularly. Today, we find out how to choose the right removalist to make the job as smooth as possible. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Estate Right is here to stay and we would love our loyal fans to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Having experienced more than 20 moves in the past 40 years, you could say Howie Tran has accumulated a lifetime of experience when it comes to hiring a removalist. His company, the removalist comparison platform, findamover.com.au, has helped hundreds of thousands of stressed Australians each year by allowing them to choose the right removalist for the job and relocate successfully, locally or interstate. Welcome, Howie. Yay. How are you? Yay. How are you
1: going? Yeah, very good. Thanks. That's good.
0: Now, you've moved a few times. Have they mainly been around Melbourne or have they been
1: other places? Well, actually, in my um, 20s, I started working abroad. Um, I went over to Canada. Um, so I was based uh, on the West Coast, Vancouver, and then I, I moved to Calgary and then I eventually moved to the East Coast as well, um, you know, based in Toronto. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just basically landed a job there. And, um, you know, during my time there, I was, I was moving, um, you know, from the West Coast to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, initially it was just, you know, uh, getting a few friends together, getting a pickup truck and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. getting them all to pitch in. And then as you do when you're in your twenties, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you just reward them with like a, a slab of beer at the end of it. Um, yeah. and everybody's happy, but, um, you know, from, from, from Canada, I um, landed a job, um, in London, um, yeah. so with a marketing company and, and, that marketing company was, was in expansion. So they, uh, they they were trying to expand offices uh, down the south of England. So you're talking yeah. about Brighton, Bristol, Cardiff yeah. um, and Southampton. And uh, I guess that's where I experienced a bulk of my, my uh, moves. Um, yes. You know, if, usually it was, it was just, you know, travel that they expected me to do. But yeah. I found like, you know, every two, three months I'd be moving to a new office location so you know uh you know instead of doing myself I started hiring removalists and uh yeah you know you get good ones you get ba- you get bad ones as well yeah um but you know I guess over the, the course of the last uh you know 10 years I've, I've pretty much seen it all yes um yeah yeah so. it's
0: amazing how different it can be and how good you think that um you know, you may have used a company once or twice before, but then they have a bad move, and you go, "Never going to use them again." Um, I've had that yeah, experience. Say,
1: yeah, <laughs> definitely. I say, I say, uh, you know, picking a move is a bit like picking up, picking up a, a good hairdresser. Yeah, um, you got to find a good one, and once you once you find it, you kind of keep it. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have any hair now, but um, you know, <laughs> it's when I did, then um, you know, you you try and find the the good hairdresser, and it's a bit like a removalist. You you find a good one, and uh, you want to you want to use done. it time and time again. Yeah. yeah,
0: as long as you don't move, t- you know, move too much. But yeah,
1: yeah, uh, exactly.
0: My last lot, I think I've used six times in yeah. the last. Oh well, I've been here for two and a half years, so six and a half years.
1: Was
0: yeah it yeah yeah. probably yes yeah, six times in six and a half years I used them um yeah
1: was well, uh, it the same person
0: or and that's the thing every time it was the same two guys in a truck yeah. that came to, to my place so I used a company which put everything on a shipping container and if I needed it to be moved to their site for a you know a few months then they just left it in the shipping container and then yeah. bring it back to my new place um and they've moved me from a downstairs apartment to an upstairs apartment, and so they didn't actually use anything. Uh, yeah. And the last time was moving here; they moved it into onto their site for a week before I settled on this house. So, um, yeah. So they, they were just easy because I knew what they were doing. Yeah,
1: self storage, self storage containers are, are pretty uh, convenient. Yeah, um, it allows you to pack to pack your belongings at your own pace, and uh, they use part of the rail network to, uh, to transport your stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's they're generally pretty, uh, pretty easy to work with. If you don't want people to be moving your belongings and you want control of moving your belongings into the container and then, and then moving the belongings outside your container when, when yeah. they ship it to you, then that's a, you know, quite a good option to use.
0: Oh, definitely. And you're in control, you know, you've got the key. And then if, if yeah. they want, if you want to access something while it's on their site, you just give them twenty four hours notice, and and they organise it so it's at ground level, and then you can access it, so it's easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saves the trouble of like you know removeless you know, uh, moving your moving your items around if they need to change trucks or yeah. the truck breaks down or whatnot. But yeah, um, you know that's that's what causes the damage. Yes, um, most of the time. So yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, now on to the questions. What type of removalists are there to help us move our home? So we've obviously gone through those container ones. What other ones have we got?
1: Yeah, you've got one in the spectrum. You've got the owner operators which uh, wear many, many hats. Um, They're the person that take your inquiry to, uh, you know, giving you the quote, to uplifting of the truck um, and also delivering your items at your doorstep as well. Um, And then... At the other end of the spectrum, you've got the white glove uh, removal service companies, mm-hmm. um, and these are the companies that you know will will turn up with a team of people uh, with every type of packing material uh, imaginable. Yeah. Uh, they'll separate your champagne glasses into a you know a champagne box and uh, make sure every item is uh, well looked after and well cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously, you've got to you know pay a pay a good price for that. Yes. But uh, you've also got the you know, everything else in between as well. You've got the um, you know the the small moves where you know more suitable for the one one to two bedroom apartments, yeah. and uh, these are the movers that turn up in a van, like a two ton van, yeah. and um, anything that they can fit in there, they'll uh, they'll fit in there. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the booking agents. So the booking agents are, are more like uh, broker removalist uh, companies, who who try and win your work and then uh, they'll subcontract your work out to a network of transporters that they've built up over the years. Yeah. Um, so they just take a commission out of, out of the whole job. And then you've got the, the backloaders who typically own big trucks and they move up and down the, the coastline mm-hmm. um, and they try and fill the truck up with, you know, two or three jobs um, yeah. and they'll, They'll give you a pretty good price, um, but on the premise that you're flexible with your drop-off and uh, you know pick-up dates. So yeah. they'll they, they'll dictate the uh, the drop-off and pick-up times. Mm. And um, but you'd and, also uh, risk
0: those- like your microwave being swapped over with somebody else's, or or not not necessarily swapped, but um, the microwave's gone into the next person's load, yeah. and then and then yeah. they've, and you've somehow acquired a, you know, bike that you didn't realise you had.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. right. I mean, like, you know, these things can happen unless they can like, you know, compartmentalise, um, you know, what load is, yeah. is what, then, uh, you know, mix-ups are bound to yeah. happen. And, um, you know, there was once, there was once actually, uh, you know, I, I bought a dining table that was actually, uh, you know, part of a move and I used the backload yeah. service and, um you know, this was quite a quite a decent um, timber hardwood timber oak uh, dining yes. table, six seater dining table that I've probably paid about two thousand yeah. dollars for. Um, you know, it's it's one of those solid tables that you had to unscrew the legs yeah. on, off, and then uh, you know you put it in the truck, and uh, at the other end you're expecting a full dining table to come out, but you're missing I, a leg. I, I you only mean? got three legs. <laughs> I'm miss I'm missing a leg. So, you know, what's good, uh, a dining table without, uh, without the yeah. fourth leg. So that was sitting in the, in the, uh, in the dining area for like, a good few months. They eventually yeah. found it, uh, which was quite yes. fortunate. Um, you know, obviously some some other customer yeah. had it. Um, but I was lucky to, to actually have it back. They, they called me up and, uh, you know, said, you know, I think uh, this, this may belong to yeah. you. And, and, I, and I thought, yeah. woohoo, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, my before dining table that I've uh, that I've, that's just been sitting there over the years. Yeah. So, so these things are bound yes. to happen. But um, yeah, that's that's the thing with using backloads. But um, but obviously the, the self storage containers are another one that is part of the rail service that we discussed yes. before. And um, and and yeah, they're they're quite good as well. So there are options when it comes to to moving yeah. a house,
0: especially those long hauls. Okay, how do I screen a removalist before choosing one?
1: I guess, I guess the first thing you need to know is, uh, you know, whether they've got like a valid AVM, yeah. uh whether they're legitimately registered business. So so make sure you double check yeah. that. Um, you know, ask, ask the question when you're on the phone. Make sure you can get a hold of them while you're on the phone um, instead of just email and, and text messages because mm. um, obviously that will give you a gut feeling of how they're going to act and, and um, you know, move your belongings for you yeah. as well. Um, ask are they a broker are they you know uh, a broker agent or are they actually a removalist that owns trucks themselves yeah. um, because you know if if you use a broker and um, you know they subcontract the workout and and you're thinking that they're the removalist company and and on moving day if somebody else turns up uh, you're going to get the shock of your life yeah. and especially when things turn sour I guess um you know, no one's gonna be there to to be accountable, so uh, you're just in a a world of hurt, um, sorting out a guess. mess. Mm. So um, I guess guess that at the end of the day, you've got to be comfortable with who you choose mm. as well. Um, have that intuition and gut feeling of um, you know how they're gonna uh, act when looking after your belongings. If they're if they're rude and you know uh, don't don't look like they're being very helpful when you're asking questions, yeah. then I guess your general gut feeling is, you know, it. it's probably best to to find a removalist uh, somewhere mm. else. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's not easy because you know you've got so much going on when you're you know looking at moving house. You know, you want somebody you can trust, essentially, don't you?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a different ball game when you've got to move house with uh, kids running around and stuff like that as well. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit tricky yeah. that way.
0: So if I wanted two movers in a truck, what would generally be the going rate?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, if all removalists were the yeah. same, um, you know, and equally operated to the same, then the prices would probably be uh, standard across yeah. the board. But uh, in reality, uh, no, no two movers are actually the same. And what I mean by that is um, you could start a removal company quite, easily, you just buy a decent-sized yeah. truck, uh, get, get two people to, to uh, you know, become the yeah. movers, uh, a mobile phone, um, public liability insurance, and, and you're in yeah. business. And, you know, typically these, these operations work on very, very low overheads. Yeah. So that could, you know, afford to charge $80 yeah. per hour. Um, but whereas, you know, if you're looking at a company that needs to rent a depot or a premise for their office mm-hmm. space, have, you know, uh, you know, five or six uh, sales stuff on yeah. the go uh, the, to handle the quotes, um, got a website, the you works. know, train yeah. all the removalists um, and, in, and insurance as well, then, you know, you're typically looking at, you know, at least $140 mm. per hour. So I guess you just, it's, uh, you need to understand what you're actually paying for yeah. when, when uh, transport is providing you a quote, um, ask the question, what am I actually paying yeah. for?
0: Not just brawn and muscle.
1: <laughs> no, not just brawn and muscle. Uh, it takes, it's, it's a bit of Tetris style moving. Um, yes, it you is. Know, but, um, you know, sometimes you get the removalists that, uh, you know, do it quite well and, you know, they're, they're quite coordinated and, uh, you know, end up moving your whole house without a scratch on uh, one of the walls. Yeah. So, so it's a pretty impressive half the time. Which is what
0: you want. If I wanted all the bells and whistles, so packing, pre-sale storage, fragile items, the piano, what type of removals would be best suited for the job?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, with that question, I think it's, um, you know, I need to ask the question, what sort of budget are we, we you know, working with here? No expense spared. Let's go all, all out. out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess if I had, had no, you know, uh, you know, money wasn't a factor and, and uh, all I wanted yeah. was, you know, not even to lift a single finger and uh, my belongings, uh, you know, delivered to my doorstep on the day I, I insisted, mm-hmm. then, then I'd go for the white glove service. Um, you know, these are yeah. companies that would, you know, turn up to your doorstep in a team, um, you know, all dressed in the, you know, company logo, um, you know, steel cap yeah. boots on with all the packing material that you could ever ever imagine. Yeah. and. Um, you know they'll separate your, your, uh, your cutlery, your, you know, your glassware, yeah. with uh, you know a piece of pub, bubble wrap, um, just to make sure all your belongings are, are well looked after. They'll literally baby oh, yeah. your items, and um, yes, and uh, it's already sounding
0: way expensive. So what sort of hourly rate are we talking about for these for white glove service?
1: Yeah, you're probably looking at you know at least $160 an hour to $200 an hour. Um, you know, obviously packing material. Uh, you know, uh, might not and be And that's for a team well. or is that just per person? That's uh not that's that's per team. So you're not looking per person, but you know, these people come in yeah. with a packing team, these people will actually come in with the removal team as well after uh, it's packed, um, yeah. they'll they'll provide you all the boxes and uh they'll move yeah. your belongings for you. Um so
0: And you and you're not talking about like just the pure move, because it probably takes what? probably even 20, 30 hours, say a four-bedroom house or something, yeah. it's probably taking 20 hours of packing, isn't it? Before yeah. Before you even start moving.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, people don't realise how much stuff that they've, uh, they've, they've actually accumulated over the years until they start packing. Um, yeah. So yeah. If you've, And then if there's you've the
0: got... unpacking at the other end.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if yeah. you didn't want to lift a finger, then, you know, you know and money was an issue. Then that's uh yeah. that's one of the options to consider because you know they do say that moving is probably uh the uh, the most stressful thing uh, after death so you know yes. um you know if you yeah. if, if you if you have the choice of not doing it and doing it I'd probably choose uh not doing it and having it done for me so yeah, yeah.
0: if only we we're all that rich huh? yeah exactly. <laughs> Okay, so once I literally moved house around the corner and the removalists suggested that they should do it in three smaller moves rather than packing uh, the truck to the brim, it ended up costing me twice what I expected to pay as I took about 13 hours to move everything. Yeah. What other hidden costs can blow out the cost of moving a house?
1: Yeah, I guess when it comes to hidden costs, I've definitely uh, run into a few over the years. Um, yeah. You know, there's definitely be the, the access fee uh, where, you know, they can't get access to your property or, you know, they turn up to a property and uh, they see, you know, 10 flights of stairs or the, the lift's not, you know, operational. Then, uh, you know, they'll yeah. turn around and uh, slap you with an access fee of a few hundred dollars just to, uh, you, know, you know, move your belongings up the stairs. Mm. Um, the other one would be, you know, if they need to park a truck, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters down the road because there's no parking at all, yeah. then um, you know, it all takes time moving. Uh, you know, boxes and fridges are mm-hmm. uh, you know 100 meters down the road. You're probably looking at looking at a couple of kilometers by the time they've actually moved your belongings. So uh, you know, they're they're probably going to slap slap you with a fee as well. Yeah, but um, you know, I guess the main one that's going to blow it all out of the water is uh, you know. The, the initial inventory that you provide them at the beginning is different to the one on moving day. Yeah. If you say you've got like a couple of fridges, TV, you know, three beds, and then you turn up, you know, having like a pool table, a piano, yeah. you know, a <laughs> cupboard. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they'll, they'll basically start calculating the, the extra cubic meterage, and uh, sometimes it could cost, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars more. Mm. And, um, you know, you're, you're either left to ponder on should I be paying this extra $2,000 um, or be left without a removalist on moving day. Yeah. Um, which would cause all sorts of other dramas. So um, sometimes, you know, the removalist has just got you over a barrel and uh, you just don't know what to do and uh, you're just forced to to, to comply with these uh, hidden charges. Yeah. So, yeah. Because
0: they've got your stuff and you just want to move into your new home and, yeah.
1: Yeah, just want yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the last thing you want to do is just like you know, uh, get it over and done with. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to just hand over the money, yeah, and, and no matter what cost, and just get your belongings and move on with your life, yes. Um, but yeah, and then you pay for it, but that's okay, yeah, because it's a bit unfortunate. Some, uh, some operators work like that, but um, I guess. I guess not much you could do when you're overstressed.
0: Yes, definitely. So we will have a small break and come back with more from Howie Tran from findamover.com.au and a question from one of our listeners, Chris, about insurance. You're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada, and I'm on today with Howie Tran from findamover.com.au talking about how to choose the right removalist for the job. So Howie, Chris from Rosanna has had a bottle of Grange Hermitage from his birth year and told the removalist that he would move it to his new home. He wrapped the bottle carefully in some blankets and put it on the back seat of his car. When he opened the car door... At his new home, the blanket unravelled and the bottle fell to the ground, smashing the precious grain, leaving a red stain on his new driveway. Oh, wow. If Chris had allowed the removalists to move the bottle, he would have been covered. He was never told that they had the insurance. How do you know when your belongings are covered for damage and when they are not?
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, with cover for damage, I mean, there's a there's a lot of misconception about you know, when your items are actually uh, covered. Yes. Public liability covers the, the transporter from, you know, uh, any claims that you may make against them uh, during a move. Um, so, you know, including yes. property damage, um, but but also like, you know, accidental damage while they're on the job. But, um, mm. you know, um, I guess when it comes to cover, um, you're, you know, you're really not really covered for or your personal belongings during the damage unless you take it out yourself uh, with an independent insurance company.
0: So would your contents insurance cover that? Like if you tell your insurance company
1: that you're moving? Many, many uh, contents insurance don't cover ha- home moves because, because um, yeah. you know, furniture is not really meant to be moved, uh, you know, while while it's on the road. Yeah. You know, they're not meant to be moved upright. So. So many insurance companies uh, would only offer home and contents insurance um, in, within your home. So this is On the premises. This is yeah. you know theft or fire. Um, but I guess mm. if you you know what what transporters actually offer is goods in transit insurance. And uh, you know there's a mm. misconception between this because a lot of um, people think that while in transit their goods are covered. You know even when the transporters. Loading and unloading the truck. Say, for example, your your uh, your wine gets smashed, or you know your uh, yeah. your fridge door gets kicked in. Um, but yeah. goods and transit insurance actually covers uh, for your belongings for when the truck catches on fire yeah. or when it's actually overturned oh. um, during an accident. So, so so essentially, your
0: goods aren't insured at all. Yeah, it's, throughout it's the process, not really.
1: Insured at all uh, most most transporters you know would would uh, advise you to carry out independent uh, insurance uh, through yeah. through an independent uh, insurance company a bit like travel yeah. insurance mm-hmm. um, but yeah essentially your your goods would not be covered at all and uh, if any transporters says uh, you know for an extra one hundred dollars I'll insure your goods um, they 're probably lying because they're not licensed to actually give you insurance yeah. or offer insurance to you, really? um, because they're not—they're not like a, a licensed uh, insurance company, and you need to—you wow. you need to uh, offer like a product disclosure statement and all that as well. So yeah,
0: that's really interesting.
1: So yeah, just to clear things up, uh, you know, if you—if you want your, you know, your china cabinet or your your, um, you know, twelve hundred dollar wine to be insured, then uh, make sure you. You uh, call up an insurance company and uh, make sure you before you move, you've got that sorted uh, before moving day.
0: Yeah, definitely. Interesting. On another th- side of the insurance things, most removalists tell me that they don't like taking the gas bottles from a barbecue or any other flammable items. Is that because of that goods in transit?
1: Insurance, yeah. If something was to happen, then uh, the insurance company won't actually cover them. Mm. Um, so that's that's basically the reason you know most insurance policies would state you're not allowed to transport like our cylinders or yeah. anything that's going to explode, yeah, uh, or, or pose a risk to uh the truck while it's in transit. Mm. So, um, it's to, to do more with the insurance company, but um, you know, most transporters wouldn't take that risk,
0: yeah, fair enough, yeah. So going back to the best types of services, what, what would you consider to be the best type of service for someone needing to move interstate or overseas?
1: Well, I think um, moving interstate and is, a, is a big thing, you know, moving, moving um, overseas is also a big thing well, you've been as well. There. You've done I guess, that. Yeah, it just, I guess it just depends on like, again, you know, is money a factor yeah. or, you know, is there a time constraint as well? Yeah. Um, typically, moving moving interstate, um, if you if you're you know a high executive or you know uh, you needed you needed your belongings moved uh, from one point to, to the other, you uh, know you didn't want to lift a finger, then then just go for the white glove uh, service yeah. where your company is probably going to be paying for it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I guess if if I was you know saving a bit of money, then I would choose a backloading company mm-hmm. where you know I could, you know save a bit on uh, you know the money side, and and uh, if I didn't if didn't worry about when my belongings would be delivered, then then I'd probably choose a, a backloading service. Yeah. Um. If you're moving into the state, I'd probably go for the self uh, storage shipping container. Yeah. Um, because these these are pretty uh, watertight uh, containers, mm. um, Where you actually you know, be able to move a 4 bedroom rim house into a, a one massive shipping container, yeah. strap it down and uh, put the padlock on and nobody will touch it until uh, you unlock it yeah. at the other end. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they usually ship these uh, via, via boat uh, freight mm-hmm. anywhere between a week or a month to, to actually turn up depending on where you're going. Yeah. But uh, that, that's probably more the safest bet. Yeah. Um, but I guess if I had a newborn, yeah, and you know, I was relocating interstate, and I wanted to make sure that you know they they had a cot uh, ready when I was moving into into my new home. Yeah. Then I would definitely pay for the convenience and uh, pay whatever money it costs for the company to ensure that uh, you know those items will will be there from uh, day dot. Yeah, um, you know, otherwise, otherwise, you know, you probably. In a world of hurt huh, when, you, when you don't have all the essentials for yeah. your family and, and your baby and what's uh, meant to be a, a new experience in a new environment is probably going to turn into a new nightmare in a, mm. in a new environment. So, yeah. so, so, yeah, so yeah, just
0: it all depends on, on your situation, obviously, yeah. Um, so in terms of charges, if it was on a shipping container, on the back of a train, how do they charge these things out?
1: Yeah, I mean, like um, it's... It's pretty uh, much the same as, as like, you know, moving into state or moving overseas. You might have to pay, pay for, like, you know, the, the freight uh, overseas, uh, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, I personally haven't really used a uh, self-storage shipping container yeah. moving overseas before. Yeah. Uh, most of my moves have been, you know, within the country. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess when it comes to moving uh, overseas and interstate you're more looking towards a fixed price so they'll give you a, a fixed price as opposed to an hourly rate mm-hmm. um so they you know could cost up to like you know ten thousand dollars to to move from the west coast of australia perth to, to queensland yeah. for example um yeah so in considering so, how much
0: is involved that's still quite reasonable yeah,
1: yeah so you know it's it's not a it's not a Small operation. No. Um, you're literally moving like you know your whole house, um, and, and most of the time, your contents of your whole house could be in excess of like you know fifty to hundred thousand dollars, mm. depending on what you've actually got. So, you know, uh, you know, ten thousand dollars is probably you know a reasonable price to pay if uh, if you wanted to keep all your your belongings. Yeah, um, but sometimes if if uh, you've got to weigh it up, if you if it's too much, then, you know, you're probably better off by like, moving into your new property and, and start fresh and, yeah. and buy a new property. New, and, uh, new furniture and some things. People might, yeah. Yeah. Some people might like that. Yeah. Um, if they don't hold any sentimental value to, mm. to the furniture. Yeah. So, yeah, Definitely. I guess it just depends. Again, depends on your situation yeah. and, uh, and time, and uh, yeah, yeah, and time as well. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Are there any types of moving company we should stand clear from?
1: Definitely, companies with very, very uh, bad reviews. So mm. you know, you see on Google that consistently have uh, bad reviews. Um, you should definitely stay clear from those yeah. um, companies that will overpromise you in the beginning and um, you know just to get your deposit. Yeah. And and turn out to be a nightmare afterwards by not being contactable over the phone, yeah. that change, uh, change of moving date multiple times. Um, you know, companies that have no insurance uh, operate only by email and text and only, you know, operating cash, yeah. so they want cash up front before, uh, you know, loading your truck or whatnot. Yeah. Um, you also got to be aware of, of booking agents. We, we touched up on yes. this a bit earlier as well I mean like you know they're, they're acting more towards like a, a middleman and they just take a cut of the commission mm. but um, you know there's good ones and bad ones out there as well yeah. um, but I guess if you've if you've got a bad one and uh, you you're really not aware of uh, them being a booking agent yeah then uh, they could just flick your job on to to a third party removalist where you don 't even know who they are,, yeah. and they 'll just turn up on on moving day and, and you get the shock of your life yeah. and sometimes sometimes uh, you know um, when things turn sour, then um, you don 't know who to turn to. Is it the booking agent that 's going to be accountable or is it, is the moving guy that 's going to be accountable yeah. because sometimes the booking agent would take the upfront cost of say an interstate move of three thousand dollars. Mm. And uh, they won't actually pay the pay the removalist until uh, the job's done. Mm. But uh, you're in you're in a bit of a predicament here because you know the the removalist doesn't want to drop off your belongings because because uh, they haven't been paid by the broker and and you don't want to pay the you know removalist because you've already paid the the booking agent. Yeah. So uh, you're in a bit of a, a vicious cycle here. Yeah. So don't really know what to what to okay. do in that that expect yeah
0: if you get to that stage is there any sort of ombudsman sort of thing for uh for, for problems that you can yeah. deal with uh removalists
1: yeah there are definitely um you know protection agencies that can help help you out mm-hmm. i mean obviously everybody knows uh the a yes the uh, australian Com- competition and consumer commission yeah that's a mouthful isn't it it is a mouthful um but yeah it just depends on which which state you reside in, which uh, state and territory you live in yeah. um, that would depend on uh, which which uh, consumer protection agency will be able to help you out yeah um, these are more more known to people as consumer agencies mm-hmm. um, uh, or consumer affairs and also uh, fair trading as well yeah. So it just depends on... So
0: you, you could go through like VCAT
1: yeah. like being in, in Victoria. Yeah, or, but, um, or, yeah definitely. Yeah. So if you if you run into a bit of trouble in, in Victoria, then you'd go through uh, VCAT. If you you know run into a bit of trouble and you live in uh, Queensland, you probably go through KUKAT. Um In New South Wales, yeah. you're talking about uh, New South Wales of fair trading. Yeah. Generally, these agencies will be able to guide you on the process of of getting your money back or, uh, you know, providing, you know, s- some sort of service where they negotiate on your behalf to, to provide you with a resolution as well. Yeah. If you run into any trouble, um, that's probably the first point of call. Which is good to If know. you can't sort it out with a removalist yourself. Yes. That's
0: all good. So how does Find a Mover help people needing to move?
1: Yeah, we're a, we're a platform that's free uh, for, you know, uh, people that want to move. Uh, people will come to our website um, list their job on their platform, and um, you know from from point A to point B, and they'll they'll those jobs will get then, then get matched out to several transporters uh, that can can provide them the service. Yeah. And now uh, they'll get up to seven quotes. Oh wow. Um, fairly quickly, and usually you know within within a couple of hours, and from there they'll be able to you know uh, you know communicate with the transporter um, and see how helpful they are. And also uh, check their profile their reviews, um, and what past trans uh past consumers of those transports of those transporters have said yeah um, so they'll be able to get an informed decision on you know who to who to book for the removal who to book um, as the best removalist for the job that Sounds so, great. so um, you know over the years we've yeah over the over the years we've helped um you know hundreds of thousands of uh stress uh you know, consumers, yeah. um, you know, wanting to move homes. Yeah.
0: For how long have you been in business for?
1: We've been operating um, in Australia since uh, 2014, um, so that's yeah. really when we started operating. Um, yeah. You know, basically, we've we're Australia wide now, so we've probably uh, got a network yeah. of uh, over 200 transporters, um, you know, around yeah. Australia. So uh, yeah. if you check out Google reviews, um, you know, generally, you know, most of the most of the customers are uh, fairly fairly happy about the, the value that we provide. And um, you yeah. know, uh, we, we hope that, you know, people still continue to use us. Um, yeah, us. I'm
0: sure they will. Yeah, definitely. I, it makes, I think you've, you've probably created a platform that really takes that stress out of
1: the concept of moving. Yeah, I think it's uh, one too. of the things that we aim is, you know, how, how we can actually provide uh, value or, you know, um, a service for, for stressed out you know people that want to move and you know I think one of the things I, I thought to myself was if wouldn't it be great if if uh, you know you had a platform where you don't even have to you know lift a finger and just call 15 20, trans- 20 transporters just to explain your move 15 20 times yeah. and uh, I guess that's, uh, that's that's what I found beneficial and that's that's where the concept came from as well so yeah so uh, yeah. yeah
0: sounds good. Okay, so thank you so much, Howie, for some great tips and understanding about moving house. It's an exciting but also terrifying time when uplifting yourself from your stable environment into something new. And it's good to have people you can trust with all your belongings. If you would like to find out how Howie can help you with your next move, go to www.findamover.com.au or if you would like to be a registered moving company on findamover.com.au, you can gain more customers by being part of of this successful comparison platform. And then next week, we will be working out the differences between a sworn valuation, a bank valuation and a market appraisal. Why are they so different? Don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a Real Copyright production, hosted, written and produced by me, Sue Langada. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music and Zoom for our video link. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Real Estate Right on your favourite podcast platform. And if you would like to ask one of our experts a question on the podcast, email your questions to sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.